0: Thank you for your time. This is the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with Corey Shapiro. We're going to start a new section. It's going to be our quotes. I got feedback this week that people like quotes in the show notes. So we're just going to include it in the podcast. So a quote is from Eddie Freiberg. Eddie Freiberg's a real estate broker in New York City with Compass. And he emailed me this funny quote saying the difference between having one kid and two kids, is the difference between having a pet versus having a zoo. I think he got that from his friend. So my take on that for divorce is difference between a litigation-free divorce and the litigated divorce is the difference between having a pet versus having a zoo. Moving to divorce news, I want to talk about Ivana Trump. She recently died At the young age of 73, apparently she died by falling down the stairs. I know there's some controversy about that, but I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on her divorce and post divorce life and what she did for her children. You may remember her, and she had this cameo in a 1996 film, First Wives Club, and she gave strategy. She had like a little cameo, she gave strategy. The strategy she gave was don't get mad, get everything. And she had a nasty divorce. This was, I think, in 1990. Uh, Recall, in 2010, they changed the law, at least in New York and a lot of different places, they've been changing the law, where they moved to a no-fault divorce. But back then, there was fault. And she got a divorce on the grounds of cruel and humane treatment by President Trump, Mr. Trump. So that was a serious case. Now, what did she settle with? This is 1992. She got, I think, $14 million. She got a 45-room mansion in Greenwich, Connecticut, apartment in Trump Plaza, access to Mar-a-Lago mansion, and $650,000 a year to support their three children. She wrote a book about her experiences. I looked on Amazon. It's not on Kindle, unfortunately, so any publisher that's listened to it, please put it out on Kindle so I can check it out quickly. But her title is great. It's The Best Is Yet to Come. That ringed a bell to me, so I I Wikipedia'd it. It was a song that was made for Tony Bennett, but popularized by Frank Sinatra. One of the reviews says it's inspiring beyond self-help. Ivana was a very intelligent woman, went through some major challenges to get here to New York. So very impressive. In an article in the New York Times, in her obituary, there was some, you know, some people giving speeches, and one speech was from her child, Eric, Eric Trump. And he says that she ruled with an iron fist, but she had a heart of gold. And I think that is, uh, it's I think that's a wonderful I guess commentary, especially on that generation of parent, you know, iron fist, discipline oriented, but heart of gold, always looking out for your best interests. So I think the takeaway here is if you are going to have a nasty battle like them, yeah, which they did for their divorced. I mean, he was at, Donald Trump was at the funeral because they have three children in common, Ivanka, Eric. And Donald Jr. And that's the long game. And maybe we reason why they settled. I believe that was a settlement. It wasn't a, a judgment. Okay, so let's move on to question with Corey. Question: I'm in a long-term marriage, but is a shelva marriage. We have not been intimate for years. However, I feel guilty to stay get together for our family. I am concerned, though, about my financial future, as my spouse pays for everything. What do you suggest well, that is a big question let's just take let's see if I can break it down first of all, you're in a shell of a marriage and you have a family. I'm assuming there's children involved i i mean I do get calls often, especially by more religious people who stay in a marriage for other reasons. so I can sympathize with where you're coming from, where you have such pressure to stay together even though your needs are not being met. I also get a lot of calls about people who feel stuck in a marriage because they do not have the financial independence or at least that they perceive to move on and live on their own. And the courts, you know, most progressive courts here in New York, I can definitely, but I'm sure a lot of states, same as us, really try to help what we call the non-moneyed spouse, you know, with maintenance, with support, And of course, the other side can play games, make things difficult for you. So there might be some transition and difficulty, but you just have to make a choice. What is your long-term goal? And I think that's a a tough choice. But a couple of things I've seen. If it feels too much of a a leap, like a leap, to go from this long-term marriage, even though it's not satisfying, to a divorce... And I can understand that big leap. Why don't we think about some steps? So, maybe a step would be a separation agreement. In a separation agreement, assuming your spouse plays ball, you can work out your issues. If that's too big of a step, and it might be, let's just do a micro step. And the micro step I would suggest, and maybe not thought of, and this is just being very practical, if you really have to stay in this marriage. But you really want to protect yourself. Maybe what you want to consider is something called a post nuptial agreement. And that doesn't mean you're going to, you know, doesn't maybe have the same connotations of separation agreement, separation agreement, most people separate. Post nup, you're really trying to stay married, but you're trying to also get, I guess, what's important to you confirmed, memorialized in this agreement. So that's what I would suggest And if you need some help with this, I'm not sure the divorce lawyer is the first call you want to make. The divorce lawyer would be a good call if you know you want to do the post if you know you want to do the separation agreement. But I think if you're thinking this through, divorce coaching is really gaining traction. It's a lower price point than attorneys. Also, their training is in uh, the field of coaching. You know, divorce lawyers after a while, most good ones become great coaches. I mean, they have so many different skill sets. But I will tell you this, I've been through law school and in my first 10 years of practice, I don't even recall anything I was thinking about with coaching. It's all about learning the law. It's all about figuring out how to write a post agreement, how to do a separation agreement. But once you get 20 years or more experience, that's when you can fill in some of these holes that were missing. You know, Because obviously law school wasn't designed to produce only divorce lawyers. It was to produce lawyers to take a bar on the bar, a lot of different subjects than just divorce, and not one question, not even one, about how to deal with clients. That's just, I guess, a given. So that, that's my suggestions to you. I hope it's helpful. All right, quick announcements. You want to submit questions for the podcast? Go to ask.gettingdivorced.org. You want to check out archives of our videos with uh, transcripts. We edit these this podcast. So on the website for the podcast, gettingdivorced.org, we have standalone questions that are videotaped. So you can see me, see what I look like, and with transcripts. The recent episodes of those questions are available for free, and if you want access to the full archive, which is growing, then it's a it's a small membership fee. Also if you want to post comments on anything on there, you will also have to be a member. Uh, but you can always email feedback to me. I just want to try to keep that you know that site pretty clean, but you can always submit feedback to me at feedback. At gettingdivorced.org. All right, moving to people going through a divorce. It's a hard time. This is a hard time, and I'm getting a lot of people who are stressed, who are reactive, who are thinking short term, and they want to explode. They want to pop off, as I understand some people say. And here's the advice I give at least once a week, and I've given it this week about three times. So I want to give it to you too. And it's hard to do. And it took me a while to learn it. But now it's second nature. I want you to wait 24 hours before you respond if you're triggered. The first thing I do when clients forward me emails, they they forward me these email change and comment. I just see how long they waited. And most of the times the chains are same day. I mean, like literally I've seen 10 to 15 same day, if not more. So Get in the habit of waiting 24 hours. I would suggest seven days, if you could, even longer. And if it gets really stressful, pause. That's no communication. Usually whatever you send is going to be used against you. So having a pause is helpful. On the other hand, if you have emergency issues, obviously respond, but do it as civilly as possible. Think the judge is going to be reading all of this. All right. Remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult with your attorney before acting on the information contained in this podcast. Until next time, get creative, not reactive.